welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a Clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Gina Folk. So welcome, Gina. She is a, a COO, so Chief Operation Officer, and she works with businesses and teams and productivity, and she loves to cultivate people relationships and, from what I understand, efficiency in the processes. So welcome. And uh, it's so nice to have you because this is kind of an unusual turn onto like, okay, you have your business, you have everything, and now you got to go further. And this is where a lot of times people run into hiring wrong people, getting completely disorganized team or not a team, just people that are together doing something, but they not even coordinated. And I'm sure this is where you come in with way more clarity. So why don't we start by you kind of explaining what is it that you actually do? <laughs> what is it I actually do? That is a fabulous question because people ask me all the time, what is it that you actually do? Um, well, really, I'm here to take the stress and strain off of those growth stage entrepreneurs or any entrepreneur um, or solopreneur that's hit that spot. You kind of talked about it where your business is growing and now you either find yourself in the space you're doing everything and you're stressed out and overwhelmed and feeling, you know, you've lost your sense of why you got into your business. Um, you really have almost lost your sense of purpose. Uh, or you may be growing and you've had to hire team members. Um, but you hit it very well saying like you might have hired the wrong people. Oftentimes I find people hire their best friends or their family. And as, as nice as that is, they're not often uh, and always the highest and best choices. Sometimes it works, but not always. Um, so I'm really here to help um, those business owners really look at how to organize their processes and their systems and their people, making sure that they're uh, working on the right thing with the right resources the right way. Because if you're not doing that, then you're spending your valuable time, energy and money uh, and it's just going out the door and and and. And that's not what we're here for. We want we want to be able to deliver value and have something uh, to reward us for that value that we're delivering. 
Oh, absolutely. So what would you say is like the most common issue that people come to you with? Like at which level your ideal client realizes I have a problem and I need some help here? Yeah, (laughs) I I got this. I'm going to work at it and figure it out myself. Yeah. So there's two, there's two levels that they'll come and each one of them. And, and if they don't come to me at the first level, they'll come when they hit the second one, but everybody goes through this, right? So oftentimes the first stage they come to me um, is I feel like I have been doing so much work, but I'm not making any forward progress, right? So like I'm working all these hours, I'm spending all this time and the target's not moving. I'm, I'm staying the same place. They'll literally say, I've had several clients come to me and say, I'm tired of doing what I've been doing because clearly it's not working and I'm just spinning my wheels. I can't get out. I can't get out. Um, Making no forward progress. So they either come to me there, which is kind of an early stage, but you have to be kind of in touch with yourself to be able to be, (laughs) to realize like that's where you've hit it and that you're open to being uh, able to get feedback because sometimes people aren't ready for that. They think they can still do everything themselves. So that's usually the first stage that they'll come to me. But if they're like, no, I can do this. I can find a different way. Uh, Then the second phase and the one that they most often hit me at is when they're overwhelmed. Like I've done it. I'm overwhelmed. I can't do this anymore. I'm stressed out. Like I've, I've given up my hands are, (laughs) my hands are in the air. I surrender. Can you help me? Um, So those are the two areas. And what usually would be the thing that they feel like they need help with, like this level of overwhelm and everything? Okay, but um, what is it that they see as the problem? I'm curious, like, do they see that, oh, I have wrong people? Or do they see why is it that my people are not doing what I want them to do? Or do they see, uh, do I need to change direction of my business? Like, I don't know, what, what is it specifically that you would come in and help them with? Yeah. So that this is a great, great uh, question and it will be very insightful. Uh, so usually they come to me thinking they know what the problem is. So they usually <laughs> say, I have people that aren't doing what I'm asking to do. The people are the problem. My favorite, my favorite answer in the whole wide world, my absolute favorite answer, because I'm like, OK, great. Let's go find out what What I can tell you, like 99.999% of the time when I first start looking at it, it's not the people that were the problem. It was the process and it was the communication of what they were doing and how they were doing it as an individual to actually communicating it to other people and getting them to do the work. And if it, there's always something lost in that translation, which tells me that the process wasn't set up correctly to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, now, oftentimes, so they come always saying, my people aren't doing what I'm asking him to do, right? I've hired the wrong people uh, or I need more people um, or like, uh, I think they never come and tell me they think the process is wrong. They're always blaming it on like the people. So but what happens is, they got the wrong problem (laughs) because in all of my years of doing operations work, it's very rarely at the very first, the people, it's always the process. So I always go in and look and say, okay, well, before we go to that, I'm going to interview the team members. I'm going to hear what they have to say. And when I do that, I hear all the reasons the process doesn't work. Right. 
Um, so once I get through with them, so what I initially work with any client on is show me your processes, show me how you're doing these things to deliver your products or your services or whatever, and show me, tell me from your perspective, what the people are doing wrong. And then I find out what the people say is happening. That's wrong. And in between the two, like anything else is the real answer, but it's almost always the process to begin mm-hmm. with first. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And to me, it sounds like you're talking about the communication that's more authentic and purposeful versus, unfortunately, how a lot of times we've been trained to communicate just like as if somebody can read our mind, like I just need this done. And then 90% gets lost in translation somewhere. (laughs) Always, always. It's so funny because Mm -hmm. when I interview their team, which is what I do with anybody, um, because I need to hear from the people. I, I very rarely, like I listen to the person that comes to me, but I want to hear. And if they're a solopreneur, I listen to what they're saying. And then I become the person for them, <laughs> right? If they're a solopreneur and they're coming to me, usually I'm helping them determine what kind of person they need to mm-hmm. help them. And what are they willing to delegate? So if it's a solopreneur, it's a lot about delegation because solopreneurs do not like to delegate. Same thing though helping really identify what are you comfortable doing? What is your genius zone? What can somebody else do? If they have a team of people, then I'll interview their team members and find out from their team members where the process is breaking down. What is the purpose of this thing you're doing? Help me understand why it's not working for you. Help me understand what your perspective is. Um, And it is about that uh, intentional, intentional, and, and I always say, What's the value of the thing that you're doing? What does that deliver? How does that deliver value to the company, to the person that you're delivering it to? And how does that allow you to show your value as the individual doing the work? So we get into looking at it from all different angles and different perspectives. Yeah, and it sounds like to me what you're talking about is the different stages in business as well. Like I have found with my clients that what got them to six figures definitely is not the same structure and processes that's going to get them to, you know, even multiple six figures, never mind half a million, never mind further. So there are different strategies that I as a business coach have to kind of show them, teach them or even resonate with them to bring them into, okay, now you're ready to go this way versus that, which means some parts have to be outsourced. So um, do you find um, that like you work with people at certain level of income? Like, do they have to be at a specific stage in their business to become your client or? Um, Yeah, well, it depends. So what I, what I, the answer I'm going to give is, is going to sound really uh, harsh, but it's not meant to be harsh. Uh, They have to be at a certain level where they're comfortable to invest in my services, Mm -hmm. right? Because if they're not comfortable to invest in the services, then we're not going to get them anywhere, right? Um, So whatever that is for them, and I can't dictate what that is. Um, Usually the teams that I work with are those that are in that high spurt of growth. They now have the confidence and they know they're going to continue to grow and they know that they're holding themselves back and they're willing to make that investment. Um, so yeah, so, like they figured out their client acquisition. They figured out what their processes are as far as what the gift they they delivering to the world. Like they know that yes. part. They just now yes. want to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm not the person that's going to teach them how to do the sales and the marketing. Like right. when all that is sound and they're seeing that stuff flowing through and they're seeing that growth. Yeah, that's when they pull me in mm-hmm. um, because they realize they they that that's time to do themselves. Actually, one of 
I have a client uh, that just contacted me and she loves the sales side and she's really starting to grow, but she's recognizing that all this effort she's putting into the sales and marketing, it's draining away in the operational processes and her profits are being eaten up. So she's like, I, I give, I've put all this energy and time and money into getting all these sales in, but now I'm not making any money at the end of the day. Can you come help me? Yes. <laughs> so whatever stage that is, that's when I come in and help people. And do you have your own team or when you come in, you literally take over some parts or do you like navigate them into who they need to hire? Yeah. So it depends on where they are. Um, right now it's me mostly. Um, however, as I'm continuing to grow my business, I have other people that if I needed to give them boots on the ground, I could resource mm -hmm. them that way, right. Mm -hmm. As temporary, but my main goal is to help them, um, choose the right people who are going to take them forward. Like it's not, even though I have clients who are like, can't you just come work for us full time? No, yes, but no, because I'm here to help <laughs> as many businesses as I can, right? So uh -huh. my goal is to help teach them. Um, and I have a, a model that I've been using and it's not what's on my website. It's one that I'm rebranding right now that I use with people when I go into them. So ultimately I'm teaching them how to do this for themselves, how to put those operational processes in place and how to evolve them and continuously improve them so they can do this themselves and don't always need me. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, and it, I always appreciate when um, coaches kind of look at that from the standpoint, not like how to make the client dependent on them forever and ever, but how to actually teach the client to um, do the work to whatever degree that they need to do. Like I always tell my clients, like if you ever hire a coach, hire somebody who's going to help you be more you and yes. educate you on what you might need, but not like yeah. make you dependent. So yeah, definitely I agree with um, that one. So let's shift gears a little bit into a slightly different direction as far as what is the biggest lesson that you yourself had to learn in order to step into doing this? Because you're obviously talking about this, not from just like, I went to school, so I know this stuff. There's something there that's driving you that's, you know, more personal. So you want to talk about that a little? Oh, I sure do. Um, the biggest lesson I had to learn is that this is actually a gift that I have. Right. It is one of my divine gifts. Um, I have from the age of a little bitty three or four, just been able to see how things can be done better, how they can be arranged differently. Um, and I didn't see that was a gift. I just think everybody can do it. Like I can take a really complex problem and situation and get to the root of what the real issue is. Um, but I, I never thought that was a gift. So for so many years, I do what many women do. And that is, oh, it's no big deal. What do you mean? I don't have that as an expertise. Why would anybody want those services? So I've had to do a lot, a lot of personal mm -hmm. growth um, since I started my business like 10 plus years ago uh, to really own and appreciate that what I do and how I do it and how I think is a gift that I am meant to share with the world. Um, mm -hmm. that, that's been tremendous growth for me. Yeah. And this is such a big deal. And you're so right that many women just discard whatever naturally powerful about them because they think either everybody else has it. Like I had that with my clairvoyance that, well, of course, everybody can see this stuff. And it's like, 
Uh, no, they can't. <laughs> so it's figuring out, I call it soul expertise, that thing that is not like a learned expertise, but something that came through you, the gift. Yep. That is really, really powerful. And I find that that's the strongest drive, right? Would you say that yep. that drives you way yep. more than uh, money, let's say, or something else? For sure. For sure. Yeah. When I when I figured out that this was my purpose to really uh, cultivate growth um, in anything that I do, whether it's my personal re- relationships with others, with myself, with businesses, mm-hmm. when I figured that out uh, a couple years ago, about seven years ago, I that's it. I, like that's what I that's when it really turned on um, that I'm here to help that uh, cultivate growth, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your clients are probably finding that specific gift very um, unusual for them, right? Because to them, it's like magic that you you can like notice things that to they've been looking at it for past two years and you're like, oh, that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's funny because um, I have one of my clients, she's like, I I wanted to bring you in because I just had a feeling you could help me. She said, and I told you what the problem was. And I was pretty sure I knew what it was. But in two weeks, you told me what the real problem was. And uh, it, it was not even on my radar. Like I tell them, I tell oftentimes my client that I'm, my clients are potential clients that I'm here to help you find the iceberg that sunk the Titanic, right? That unseen iceberg, because most people can't see it. But I just have that gift to sniff it out, right? That that was the natural gift. Plus, then I learned to use it in the various jobs and roles that I've held or was attracted to throughout mm-hmm. my career. Yeah, that that is actually, that's a journey that's so common for people who are leaders because we generally the ones who try to lead by whatever they learn it doesn't really they don't lead very far but the ones who lead through this internal expertise we tend to then build up other experiences to keep going further sort of than majority which is um, what makes us stand out so this podcast is called conscious coaches on the mission so how would you describe your mission in life Oh, uh, really? My mission is my genuine mission is to, well, my purpose is to cultivate growth. So my mission is to help people um, live those dreams, right? Continue on with their purpose and let me help them put the infrastructure in place so they can grow and they don't have to do it all themselves. Like I genuinely want to give that to um, entrepreneurs, because I I believe that entrepreneurs are what keeping America alive, quite frankly, not these mm-hmm. big corporations. And I grew up in a big corporation, like that's where I got my expertise. So I have that uh, bonus of being able to help people see your business can be structured to handle that massive amount of growth, but you don't have to but but you can also enjoy what you're doing. So many yeah, like you don't have to turn into business. a monster. <laughs> no, you don't have to turn into a monster and you can have the you'll attract the right people and you'll enjoy what you're doing and you won't lose your sense of passion and your per- sense of purpose and like you'll actually still stay in love with your business. I've seen so many entrepreneurs come to me and they're like I'm burned out. I can't do this anymore because they've just they've gotten so caught up in the day to day that they've disconnected from why they got into the business to begin with, because they just can't handle both of them, nor should they, right? That's when you know it's time to have a team. Yeah. Do you usually work with companies that are product-based or service-based or both? It's both. Um, I've worked anywhere from healthcare (laughs) um, to a large healthcare practice, to a software company, to a legal services company. I haven't really... uh, 
all of my career was with product companies, but most people who are coming to me now just because of the way the industry and the world yeah, is a lot of services. Right. Um, so, but I, but I'm, that's who I've worked with so far, but you know, business is business for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. the, I have a client that is more product, but it's really mm-hmm. product and services. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just a mix. Yeah. I find that most of the current businesses that are on a rise are actually not product-based, but more based on some individual mm, methodology that the person has created. And that's what they bring into the world um, kind of as an alternative to maybe more traditional stuff um, that's out there. And that's in everything from legal practice to spiritual, yep. to health, to nutrition, to a- anything you can think of. But um these people would have to have some sort of a support, of course, if they want to grow to the high level, because, you know, you can't do everything yourself. So that sounds like would be the people yeah. that you would help. Definitely, definitely. And and I will say, uh, if you think you can do it by yourself, uh, you know, more power to you, but you're you're limiting how much flow you're actually allowing into your business. Um, I, I'm at that stage, right? Mm-hmm. I'm now at the point where I have to really consider, okay, I got two choices. One is I can get lots more clients, but bring a team on or two, I can be very choosy about ones I help. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, what I teach other people, I'm, I'm having to think about for myself now too. Um, but you can't do it all. You really can't not if you're going to continue to grow and, and serve as many people as you want to. If yeah, those and I two think don't the, go together. A lot depends on the business model and on the structuring of the business. But at some point, um, it's not even from the point of growth. But in my experience, it's a lot of it is from the point of just not a zone of genius. Would you yeah. say that? Like some people oh, sure. can try to spend, I don't know, five hours doing something online that they just not designed to do. Exactly. <laughs> so much easier to pay somebody to do that task. And not just a small task, but if it's like, you know, component of their marketing that happens every day, you know, yes. and then you see people torturing themselves with some activity because that's how they got to six figures. And that's what they've been doing. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but if you keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I usually ask people, especially those that are, you know, just the people that are solopreneurs, like, what is it that you love doing? What feeds you? And now tell me what drains you, because again, I'm really focused on allowing them to enjoy their business um, and take take a lot of the stress out because I find those people that their genius zone is in the sales and marketing side, right, um, of their business, they get drained, very drained. So they got the positive energy coming from the sales and marketing side, and then they take the drain comes from the operational side. And so now they're sitting at kind of that neutral. And if the operation problems are so much, they'll kind of go into that space of negativity Mm -hmm. and stress, and then they can't possibly deliver the best services to their clients. So it's really starts with, um, if they're just by themselves, really having that conversation to say, what do you love doing? What feeds you about your business? What doesn't feed you? Now, those things that don't feed you, these are the things we need to look at putting processes and systems and people in place to help you support that. Oh, so, so true. This is like every everything you're saying totally makes sense. And uh, I work with energetics for business in addition to business strategy. And one thing I see a lot is that we have to be at the highest frequency 
as in mm-hmm. in our leadership and our idea creation and that kind of stuff that then delivers the highest result to our clients. So if the person lowers their frequency by doing, let's say, some task that torturing them, that just because they can do it doesn't mean that this is actually good for business because the frequency is not the same frequency yep. of the task. So what you're saying kind of fits into that. Totally. Do you find that um, people that come to you tend to fight to outsource some things that they really need to outsource and think they should outsource some things that they kind of don't need to, but they just haven't learned how to do them more proficiently. So they trying to get rid of them when they kind of don't need to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they always try to keep things that don't necessarily, uh, that, that aren't really theirs to keep. So that's the first thing they're always like, well, it doesn't take, it only takes five minutes. It's fine. I can just keep doing it. You know, if you start adding up, it's like your credit card bill. If you start adding up like the $10 charges, it gets to be a really a lot at the end of the month. You're like, what just happened? Same thing goes with your time. Like all those just five minute tasks add up to a lot more time than people think they do. Um, So that's usually the first one that I see. And then sometimes they're like, yeah, well, I need a person to do this for me. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what is the this? Let's talk about that. Is that really something you even need to do in your business? Like, I have, I find a lot of things people are doing in their business, they don't need to do them. Either yep. one, because it's not necessary anymore, or two, because somebody told them they should do it and there's no value. They got nothing for their efforts. Yeah, following some advice that's cookie cutter advice. A lot of it is very masculine practices that like corporate world transferred onto entrepreneurship. And then people assume they need to do it when I always have to remind people that, hey, you're an entrepreneur, as in you're in this for freedom to do it your way. So stop trying to do it. Yes. Yes. And I don't force anything on people. Like I know, I mean, I, I will say here's a best practice, but let's talk about what that feels like to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's see if this is a best practice for you, because what's a best practice for one um, person and company and service may not work for another even though that is a best practice. So, you know, I'm here to provide guidance of what I've seen in the past, but I I never just say, here, do this if it doesn't feel right to them. It's a lot of, I ask a lot of questions like, what do you think and what do you feel about this? Because I need to draw out, is this really going to work for them or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And this is such a... um good little pearls of wisdom together strong for entrepreneurs go right on that line thinking oh i don't need anything i don't need any help i can still do it myself or trying to get rid of everything just because i just want to do my coaching or my mentoring and it's like yeah but there's balancing act between a lot of things and sounds like this is exactly the thing that gina can help you with (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's a lot of fun. Um, And I love it too. Awesome. Well, um, is there one last piece of uh, wisdom to kind of finally to conclude this that you want to share with the audience? Um, Yeah, I think I think I I knew you were going to ask me this question. Um, And I think it's really like, remember why you got into your business, right? What is your purpose? What is that that you know you're here to deliver? Like, don't ever lose focus of that. And remember that that's what we're here for, not all the other little stuff that tends to take up that time and energy. So I just say, please remember it's okay (laughs) 
to say, no, this is my genius zone. You talked about it. This is where I'm meant to play and it's okay. And there are ways to let other people join you on the journey. It doesn't have to just be you and it doesn't have to be stressful. Oh, this is so good. (laughs) So good to hear. I'm sure a lot of people kind of had a breath of ah, relief (laughs) from that one. Well, thank you so much, Gina, for being here and sharing your wisdom. So Gina Gina. Folk, she can be found on ginafolk.com. Is there any other places that they can find you to connect with Um, you or the website is the best way? Yeah, website's great. Actually, LinkedIn, um, if you're on LinkedIn, um, on the website, my cell phone number is on there. It's my number. You're welcome to reach me on there. I will tell you, text me uh, if you're going to call and text so I can make sure that I know who it is. Love to connect with people. That's awesome. So LinkedIn and website, GinaFolk.com. And I will put in the show notes all this information. So um, you listeners, please go check out uh, how to find Gina. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on a social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on a social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using Wealth Energetics and Soul Design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.